0: Continuing our uh, seven series this morning, and uh, we got part number three, and in uh, week number one, we discussed uh, how we can win against the evil sin of greed, and then last week uh, we discussed how we can come, overcome anger in our lives. Well, this morning, if there was one deadly sin that probably affects people more than anything else, it's what we're going to talk about this morning. And we're going to talk about what they know is known as the deadly sin of pride. Pride. You know the the reason for this, the reason I think it, it affects more people than anyone else, is because I think pride is double-edged. It's like a double-edged sword. It, it affects those who think that they are the best thing since sliced bread. And I'm not going to ask for hands this morning who thinks they're the best thing since sliced bread. But you may think you're the best thing since sliced bread this morning. But it affects those, but it also affects those who think that they're the worst thing since moldy bread. Because moldy bread is just like really, really bad. You know, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, I was making myself a sandwich. and uh, Because I love sandwiches. And, and I take a big like, bite into this sandwich and it just didn't taste right. You you know, you like, like, there's something funky about this sandwich. And I turned over, and on the back of the bread, it was completely moldy. I mean, it was nasty. Well, some of you, you may feel like that about your life, that, you know, it's like you take one big bite into your life, and it's just like nasty, funky mold. Uh, But, you know, there are those who put themselves on a pedestal, and then there are those who lower themselves lower than what they should be. And both of those, I believe, is to do with pride in our lives. You know, there's several meanings for the word pride. Uh, The first one is a group of lions. A group of lions is a pride of lions. That isn't a sin, like when lions get together. Maybe if, like, kill someone, it may be. So that isn't the pride we're talking about. There's also another definition uh, of pride, and that is uh, taking your time and doing your best work, the best that you can produce, That isn't pride. That isn't the sin that we're going to talk about either. That's a good kind of pride. There are good prides in this life. And excellence, I think, is a good thing. If you want to do something well and take pride in it, I think that is a good thing. However, the pride that comes as a temptation or the pride that is known as a deadly sin is a different kind of pride. It is a pride that... Somebody will have a high or uh, inordinate opinion of one's own dignity, one's own importance, one's own superiority, one's own merit. Basically, it's the person who thinks they are the best thing ever and they are better than everybody else. But it's also the person who thinks that they are the worst thing than everybody else. Basically, pride is when you look in a mirror and all you see is yourself. Pride is all about me, me, me. And I I want to show you this quick clip this morning about someone who kind of underwent a transformation. They were very prideful, and in the end, they realized that pride was not the way to go. Watch this. Días, sister So what you cooking? Breakfast Ignacio you have a responsibility to these children I know. you been? I've been gone because I had a lot of churchy opportunities lately. Outside of the orphanage. Like what? Where were you last night? To tell you the truth, I went to a wrestling match. Lucha Libre. You went to watch a wrestling match? Kind of. You're a man of the clothes. Lucha libre, it's a sin. But why? Because those men fight for vanity, for money, for false pride. Yes, it's terrible, terrible. But is it always a sin to fight? No. If you fight for something noble... Or for someone who needs your help. Only then will God bless you in battle. You must pray for forgiveness. So there's the movie Natural Libre. And basically... Nacho Libre is a, someone who works in an orphanage and he has like one of the lowest jobs ever. He thinks, or, thinks he's like the worst person ever. He thinks everybody looks at him and doesn't respect him. So he decides that he wants to be someone who is respected. And he thinks the best way to do that is to be a wrestler. And uh, back in those days, wrestling was a no-no for somebody of the, what did she say, cloth. I'm like, that's pretty funny. And I saw another cloth. And, and the reason he wanted to be a wrestler wasn't because he had this calling of being a wrestler, but just because he wanted people to look at him differently. And you look through that movie, and there's a lot to do with pride in that movie. And sometimes we can be like that in life, our lives. We can want to be better than what we are, not because we just want to better ourselves, because we want other people to see something in us. We want people to see that we are good people. But so often that turns into pride. And it's this type of pride that will cause problems in your life if you allow it to grow. This is what the Bible says about pride. And this morning, we're going to look at a whole lot of different scriptures. They'll all be on the screen. You probably won't be able to follow where they're all going and things, but just read them on the screen when they come up. But there's a whole lot of different proverbs that we're going to look at this morning. And the first one is found in Proverbs chapter 16, verses 17 to 19. This is what it says. The path of the virtuous leads away from evil. Whoever follows that path is safe. Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Better to live humbly with the poor than to share the plunder with the proud. Then Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 2 says, Pride leads to disgrace, but humility comes with wisdom. So according to the Proverbs here, and there's a lot of Proverbs on pride, But according to the Proverbs, there is nothing good that comes out of pride. In fact, pride is often the quickest way to lose in life. Here, just in these two Proverbs, we see that pride means destruction. Pride means destruction. Secondly, we see that pride ends in disgrace. Pride ends in disgrace. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to be someone who's disgraced. And I don't want to be someone who is destroyed. So if that's the case, I want to know in my life, what is the best way that I can win against pride? Plunder. Plunder Plunder is kind of like just falling down and everything falling and collapsing and just like a heap of ruins, kind of, like your life goes into plunder. So if that's the case, I want to know what I can do to overcome pride. Now, I want to tell you something this morning, and this is all the pride going out of me. I don't know if any of you have seen me walk. I like have a funny walk. Yeah, you can tell the people who have, like they're laughing. When I was a kid, I, all my friends wore like the coolest shoes and the best, the best shoes. And I always wanted these shoes that they, they, they had, but my mom would not let me get these shoes. The reason why is because I had funny feet and I think I had like two left feet. So I had to go and get special shoes and they would be built up and I had to get specially measured and I had to go in these, walk around these special shoes and whoever makes special shoes, they're not. The best designers because they never make best special shoes in, in, in good ways. So when I would walk to school. I would have to wear these special shoes. And every day I'd walk 20 minutes to school and walk 20 minutes from school. So I'd wear these special shoes and everybody would be like, oh, look at your shoes, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, whatever. And I'd be, I'd be like, these are like the latest design. I wouldn't say they were special shoes because I'd get like made fun of. So, but I would walk to school and I'd be fine if I wore my special shoes. But if I decided not to wear my special shoes, you can guarantee at least two or three times on my walk to school, I would trip and I would fall. I, like I said, i got like two left feet. I don't know what would happen. And I would keep falling and tripping and falling. And, and normally I would just get up. I'd be fine and, 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 you know, people would look at me and they would laugh and, and everything. And don't feel sorry for me. I mean, I was, I was fine. But, uh, but so I had to wear these special shoes. And I think life is just like that. So often in life, we're walking along the road, and we keep tripping, and we keep falling. And sometimes, we have to put on some special shoes to stop us from tripping and falling. And that's exactly what I want to show you today. How to put on these special shoes to stop us tripping and falling in life. You know, in 2006, there was this mega church pastor uh, who had this huge fall. And what I mean by fall, he, he, uh, he, he was a very well-known pastor and it came out that he had had this moral failure and he had cheated on his wife and there was all this other stuff that was going on and it was in the news and it was everywhere. It was like one of the biggest falls of a pastor ever. And that was in 2006. This past month, I, was, uh, I, I, I came across this man's blog. And he was blogging again, and he'd become a pastor again. He'd lost his job and everything, and he'd started his own church. And I started reading this man's blog, and a couple of months ago, he he put this post. And this post was so transparent about himself, about his own feelings. It was unbelievable. It would make most Christians cringe that someone would be that transparent. And I discovered that this man was at one time, he was a prideful man. He had got to, to the top of, uh, of, of his uh, vocation and he came crashing down. And he's now at a point in his life when he realizes that pride results in a fall. And so now he's just trying to be this humble guy who isn't trying to, to you know, get the big bright lights, get on TV and do all this, but instead, He's just trying to live a humble life and just be transparent about himself. You know what? I read that. I read that blog. I would not want to go through what he went through. But there was something about this humility and this transparency. I was like, I want that. I want to be able to put all my pride aside and be so humble and transparent that that others can see that in, in me. And so this morning, I want to ask this question. How can we win against pride in our lives? And I think the first thing that we can do to win against pride is this, receive advice. Receive advice. You know, there's many people in this world who think they are an expert. But the truth is that there will always be someone who knows more than you do. There's always someone who is smarter than you, who's bigger than you, who's better than you, who's greater than you. And so often, I don't know, maybe the women aren't like this, but I think those guys were a little bit more like this. Especially when it comes to like home repair and, you know, home improvement. We can be like this. But so often we think we know it all. We think we know the right way. We think we know what to do. We think we know how best to treat our spouse without even asking our spouse how they want to be treated. We think we know how best to bring up our children. We think we know best how to run our business. We think we know the best way to stay healthy. We think we know the best way to deal with our personal finances. And we think that we know the best way to go. But yet, it's so closed minded at times. And what the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us that we should be people who should receive advice. Because the truth is this morning, I don't want to burst your bubble, but you probably don't know everything there is to know. And this is what Proverbs say. Proverbs 11, chapter 14. Proverbs 11, chapter 14. It says this. Without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. So if you're a leader today... Of anything, If you're a leader in your business, your workplace, if you're a leader in your home, if you are a leader amongst your friends, if you are a small group leader or a leader within the church, then the Bible says that there is safety in having many advisors. It is good to have advisors. It is good to seek counsel. Then Proverbs chapter 13 verse 10. It says, pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice are wise. Those who take advice are wise. If you are someone who receives advice openly, then the Bible says that you are a wise person. If you think you know it all, then the Bible says you're a fool. Then Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20, it says, Get all the advice and the instruction you can so that you'll be wise the rest of your life. Do all you can to seek advice. And if if you want to be the best husband or the best wife or the best parent, or if you want to be the the, the best uh, uh, person in your workplace, then get all the information and the advice that you can in order to be that person. Don't just think with your chest puffed out like, hey, I'm the best. I know exactly what to do. Just ask your wife. Guys, she'll tell you, you're not the best. The writer of the Proverbs is adamant. Seek advice. And while your gut may be enough at times, and you may think, well, my gut's telling me this. The reality is, your gut most often won't be right. Listen to advice from others. But you know, even the proud take advice at times. Say if you were the best financial investments person that you know. You were really good at investments and you knew how to do with the stock exchange and do all this and that. And you knew everything better than all your friends, better than all your family. And people came to you for advice and you thought you knew it all. But what if I told you, hey. Warren Buffett wants to come to your house and give you some advice. I don't think there would be someone on this planet who would not want to take advice from someone like Warren Buffett, who is just this genius and investments and the stock market. Most of us, we would take advice from people who they think they know what they're talking about, or we think they know what they're talking about. However, you really know that you're winning against pride when you are willing to hear advice or counsel from those who may not know as much as what you know. We're all willing to take advice from the big shots. But what about the average person who sees something in your life that you don't see? Are we willing to take advice from that person? So often, we're not. And just because someone may not be as educated as you or as talented as you or as experienced as you in a certain area, it doesn't mean they can't see the objects that are in your blind spot. And so often it's the object in our blind spot that causes those issues in our life. And so we must be ready to receive advice from people. The proud thinks he has all the answers. The humble realize they have very few answers. One falls and the other rises. So don't be a fool today. Like Mr. T, don't be a fool. Receive advice. Receive advice. Second thing, the way that we overcome or we win against pride is this. Find out who you really are. Find out who you really are. You know, most people who are prideful have a very distorted view of who they really are. On the top end, you've got people who think they are all that and a bag of chips. And then on the bottom end, you've got people who think they're the lowest people in the world. You've got those who think they're so handsome, they're so pretty, they're so beautiful, they're so funny, they're so smart, they're so intelligent. I'm just talking about me this morning. No, I'm kidding. Then you've got those who think that they are nothing, that nobody likes them, nobody wants to be around them. They're not funny, they're not smart, they're, they're, they're not intelligent. And let's be honest, nobody likes to be around those who think they are better than, than what they really are. And nobody likes to be around those who think they're worse than what they really are. There may be some who have a little self-esteem or self-confidence. And the problem with these people is that they have a distorted view of who they are. And this morning, I want to tell you who you really are. Who you really are. Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. The guy called Paul, he's writing to his young mentor uh, or mentee, Timothy, his friend Timothy. And this is what he says. He says, this is a trustworthy saying. And everyone should accept it. Jesus Christ came into this world To save sinners. And I am the worst of all of them. I am the worst of all of them. It's what this guy Paul says. Paul was like the. He was like the the, the top dog of Christians. He was the man that we should aim at. I mean we should aim at Jesus. But just below Jesus there was this guy called Paul. I mean he was like. He was the business. But yet. He said, I am the worst of all sinners. I'm a sinner. I'm the worst. And then Romans chapter 3 and verse 23 says this. It says, for everyone has sinned. And all fall short of God's glorious standard. Everyone has sinned. And all fall short of God's glorious standard. The truth is this morning. Whether you are intelligent or you're just dumb. Whether you're pretty or you're butt ugly. Whether you're overweight or underweight or you feel just fine. Whether you're black, you're white, you're rich, you're poor, you're successful or you feel that you're a failure. Whether you are driven and ambitious or you're just a lazy bum. The truth is this. The real you is a sinner. The real you is a sinner. Your life has fallen below the line that God requires. The qualifying line that God requires. Your life, no matter how good or bad you think you are, your your life has fallen below this qualifying line and there is nothing that you can do to get above that line. There's nothing that you can do to get above that line. No matter how good you feel about yourself, or how bad you look at yourself, we are all the same. We are sinners in need of God's grace. That's who we are. You know, my wife Raquel. She has always said that she wants to go and spend a week on an Amish farm, and I laugh every time. I mean, I mean, like my sides are splitting. I'm laughing so hard because this is why. Because my 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 wife, she like puts on like three times makeup a day. Like, I just don't get it, you know? She goes, well, you got to touch up, you know? I'm like, what? It doesn't make sense. But she loves to, like, do her hair, and she gets a strainer out, and she spends all this time doing her hair and doing her makeup, and she won't even go to the grocery store without putting makeup on. And I'm just like, whatever, I'll just go in my pajamas or whatever. No, I won't really, but, but you know, I mean, I don't care, and she really does. And so I laugh, I said, you will never last a week without putting makeup on or being able to do your hair. And this is what she always says. She says, who cares? Everybody else is in the same boat. Everybody else, you know, nobody else is wearing makeup. You can see everyone else's blemishes. Everyone else has got bad hair, you know. And she says, who cares? And the reality is, is that's us. We are all in the same boat all us are sinners saved by grace. If you think that you're a bag of chips, you're not. You're a sinner in need of grace. If you think that you're just the worst person in the world, you know what? You're no worse than the person next to you. If you think that you're greater than the person next to you, you're not. You're a sinner in need of grace. If you think that you're worse than the person next to you, you're not because you're a sinner in need of grace. And all of us are on the same level. So why is it then us, especially Christians, have such a hard time confessing the problems in our lives? We have such a hard time telling someone, hey, I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling with that. Or I think I'm sinning in this area or I'm failing God in this area. We have such a hard time. Do you know why? Because we think others are better than us or others are worse than us. Christians are are notorious for this. We look at other people and we say, well, I'm glad I'm not like that person. Someone has a fall and we think, man, I'm glad I'm not like that person. You know what? You are like that person because you're a sinner in need of grace. And that's what the Apostle Paul said. He said, I'm the chief of sinners. He says, don't look to me as the standard because I'm below the standard. That's what he said. And when you understand that you are in need of grace and it is the grace and the mercy and the love and the forgiveness of God that makes you right with God. When you realize you're not as good as you thought you were or you realize that the humiliation of allowing people to see who you really are is nothing compared to the amazing grace of Jesus You know, God sees who you really are. And do you know what he does? He looks upon you in love. He looks upon you in mercy and in grace and forgiveness. He sees the blemishes. He sees the bad breath in the morning and the hair that just won't go down. He sees it. He sees all the things in your life that you may try to hide. And he still looks at you in love. You know, if you're too proud to confess to others, then you don't really understand grace. If you look down on others who have fallen, then you really don't understand what grace has done for you. And I'm not saying this morning, hey, everyone, let's just tell each other all the junk that's going on in our lives. And, you know, just tell each other all the sins that we've just done this last week. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you are struggling with things in your life and you cannot confess it to others, then this is what you need to do. Find out who you really are. You are a sinner saved by grace. So we receive advice to win against pride. Find out who you really are. And then finally this morning, you need to look up instead of looking back. Look up instead of looking back. You know, one of the greatest inventions in the world is the mirror. I think the mirror is a wonderful thing. You know, I mean, could you imagine if we didn't have mirrors and we didn't know what we looked like? We, lo- we knew what everyone else looked like, but we don't. Have you ever, like, listened to yourself on a recording? It's like, I, it's horrible, I tell you. I mean, I'll uh, sometimes I listen to me, I'm like, I'll oh, switch it off. It's like, it's the worst. Because you think that you are speaking a certain way. When you listen back, you're like, I don't sound like that. And everyone's like, you do sound like that. So can you imagine if that was that with a mirror if we didn't have mirrors in life we wouldn't know how we look like we'd walk around thinking like we're the best looking person in the world and everyone's like oh no you're not <laughs> But yet even though it's a great invention it's one of the most harmful inventions this world has ever had as well The mirror allows us to see ourselves but it also causes us to focus on ourselves Have you ever been around those people? You're at the mall. You're out shopping with them. And every time a mirror goes by, they're just looking at the mirror, you know. Who's who's guilty of that? I'm like, you know, sometimes I am. But it causes us to focus on ourselves. And the prideful person is what I call a mirror person. In all things in life, they look back at themselves instead of looking up. The humble look up. They don't look back. This is what Proverbs chapter 3 And verse 5 says, Proverbs 3, 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Trust in God. Look up. Don't look back. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2 says this. says, think about the things of heaven, not the things of this earth. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of this. Look up. Don't look back. And when life becomes about me, 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 then we give pride the right environment to grow and take control. But the life that looks up to God, who looks up, doesn't look back. It's a life that says it's all about him, him, him. And it cuts off pride and it creates an environment where humility grows and humility is the enemy of pride so I ask you today, in life, as you go about your everyday business, what is your focus? When you wake up tomorrow morning, what will be your focus? Will it be, what is best for me? What can I do today? Do you wake up with that mirror right by your side? and Everything is about me, me, me. Or is it, what can I do today to please him? What can I do today to honor The person who says that, who lives a life when it's all about him, 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 is the person who just grows in humility. And the person who grows in humility is the person who wins in life. You know, if life was just about me, if I was the only person in this life, then there would be no such thing called pride. Because it would be all about me. We wouldn't have to compare ourselves with others. We wouldn't have to think ourselves better or worse than others. We wouldn't try to hide when we do something wrong or fear humiliation. But the reality is life is not like that. Life is about connecting with God and connecting with those around you. And that means that pride is something very real in our lives. But even though pride is real, pride does not have to control you. And in fact, the way that you beat pride is by staying humble. Therefore, listen to advice. Realize that you are one person who is a sinner in need of God's grace. And it's by the grace of God that we we are saved. And then realize it is what he has done for you and not what you can do for yourself. Jesus said this. In Matthew chapter 23 and verse 12. He said, but those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. I don't know about you today. I don't want to be someone who exalts myself. Because one day I'm going to be humbled. But I want to be someone who is humble enough that one day God will exalt us. So this morning, you may be dealing with pride. You may be dealing with thinking that you are better than everybody else. The reality is you're not. But you also may be here today, and you may be feeling that you are just low. You're dealing with some stuff, but you're holding it in. You won't tell anybody about it. You won't accept advice. That is also pride. Don't let it consume your life. Let's be open with one another. Let's help one another. Let's let's, let's give advice and receive advice so that pride will not take a foothold, but we will be humble people, and God will bless the humble and exalt the humble. Let's pray this morning.